Hi, I'm Damien Mew, CEO of AIA Australia New Zealand, and we are proud to bring you this Future Women production. At AIA, our purpose is to make a difference in people's lives and champion Australia to be the healthiest nation in the world. In this pursuit, we are passionate about supporting women to live healthier, longer, better lives. It's not always easy. That's why we believe in dreaming big but thinking small, as good health starts by making small, healthy changes. Visit aavitality.com.au to find out how we can support and reward you to take your first small steps to a healthier you. This podcast is brought to you by Future Women, a new home for women to come together online and in person. Become a member to gain full access to Future Women's content, events and community, plus our packed calendar of member-only social club events. For more details, head to futurewomen.com. I wanted people to feel closer. You have such a sense of community that not many people have. Um, and it comes through in... And that's what grew our business and that's what makes it strong today. So, Hi there. Welcome to Future Women with Sylvia Jeffries, where we climb inside the brilliant minds of successful female founders and learn how they've spun their simple ideas into global game changers. So whether you're in business, own one, or dream of doing it for yourself, these conversations will guide you through the keys to development, scale, and investment with a heavy hit of humour and reality on the side. Today's guest is Sweat co-founder and Aussie fitness entrepreneur, Kayla Itzinas. She's transforming our workouts and our bodies, all on social media. 25-year-old Kayla Itzinas blowing up her 14 million followers' news feeds with her wildly viral bikini body guide, or hashtag BBG. If you are a woman with even the mildest interest in fitness, you've surely heard of Kayla. The Aussie personal trainer's signature workout program, the Bikini Body Guide, has amassed more than 30 million followers around the world. What started as a single downloadable PDF guide to her 28-minute routines has evolved into a multi-million dollar tech business. And today, she and her fiancé slash co-founder Toby are believed to be worth around half a billion dollars. Not too shabby. My wealth comes from the happiness of myself, my partner and my family. Mm. That's literally, that's all I care about. So how did this very humble, down-to-earth, pint-sized, self-confessed homebody take her business from an Adelaide backyard to the top of the tech world as Apple's largest grossing fitness app? Well, you're about to find out. When I sat down with Kayla, by the way, she was about 28 weeks pregnant. Kayla, welcome to Future Women. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Um, and congratulations are in order too. Thank you. My little baby muffin. Yeah. How coming many? Tell me 12 weeks. 12 weeks to go. 12 weeks to go. Yeah, not 12 weeks. 12 weeks yeah. to go. Yeah. And how are you feeling? Look, now, look, I felt really, I, I always say terrible for the first 16 weeks. But I did my best. Um, and then it got great. And then now this bit of reflux is hitting me. I just don't think there's anything you can do about it, honestly. Like they've got all these tips and tricks, but it's like, you know, you get what you get in pregnancy. So there is no such thing as a uh, as one size fits all pregnancy. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and uh, and how are you approaching your your workout regimen these days with the with baby on board? Look, I've definitely slowed it completely down. So no more jumping, which is I've sort of been known for the jumping. Um, the heavy weights are now very light weights, um, and I'm just taking it easy. I'm just keeping my heart rate between one thirty five and one fifty, 
and yeah, just having fun with it. It's good. A lot of women say uh, pregnancy makes them view their body and, and feel about their body in a different way. Does that resonate totally. with you? Yep, totally. Like you, you look in the mirror. I think like I look in the mirror, I'm like, this is so cute. Like this is amazing. But it also gives you this big like appreciation for women and what they actually go through. Because you don't know when they say, oh, look, I'm just a bit tired today. You don't understand that until you're pregnant. You're like, right, I totally get what you mean. So, yeah, you get this appreciation for women and what they go through through pregnancy. Mm. All right. Well, let's go back to 2013, right? So 2013, living in Adelaide, where you've mm-hmm. always lived, um, you've started dating Toby. Yes. You're working as a personal trainer. Yes. He's working as a personal trainer too. Yep. Give, give me a visual, give me an idea of what your life looks like professionally and personally and, and what your business looked like at that stage. So Toby and I both, so we, let's go back even further because we met 2012. Um, 2009, I got my personal training certificate from there. I'll give you my background. His background is different. So from there, I worked straight away, worked with women. So women's only personal training center. From there, I worked as a women's mobile personal trainer. And then I opened my own studio because I wanted to do it. I ended up always being by myself. So I've never actually worked in a gym where I've had to share clients or not being able to play loud music. I've always sort of had my own way. Um, so that was me. I was working with in my own studio with my clients we were having the best time. It was loud music and they were just like feeling so great. Met Toby. He was running a boot camp. Um, he was also doing a double degree in law and commerce, I, I believe. <laughs> Actually, can't even remember what he was doing at the time. And we met and we realized that we trained our clients the same. There was such a big demand. We actually started up a boot camp where we did boot camps um, down at the beach um, together. And then, yeah, we just it sort of got onto social media and I started uploading client transformation photos and it began what it is today. So how many clients would you have had back then and, and roughly, you know, if I'm not asking too much, how much would you have been earning at that at that point in your career? Yeah. Okay. So this is what gets everyone. So I only charge $30 for a training session. Wow. Yes. So, um, and then you I can't, just- You can't do a spin class in Sydney no, for $30. I, I, people say that to me now. They're like, sorry, what do you mean $30? Like, and I was like, no, that's all I charge is $30 for your session. My sessions were half an hour. So we were, I was doing well. I think I was doing well as a personal trainer. I had- all my clients, I was booked out and then they didn't want their sessions one-on-one. They more wanted to work out with a friend. So it ended up being, by the end of it, it was six girls per session from morning to night. So you were already in demand at that yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what started all of this. So how did you go from training all of these women in this studio that was set up in the back of your home in Adelaide to creating the ebook? So it was purely because of Instagram that we started up. I had nowhere to store the transformation photos, so I put them on Instagram. Then women started following and they started asking for the program. Now, what are your clients doing? What are they? What are the exercises they're doing? So I sent back a few things. Oh, they're doing this. This is the session today. I took a photo of the board and it just wasn't good enough. So I was like, I actually don't want to just take photos of boards and send it to them. So I want to have something that I can actually provide for them. So then Toby came back and said, look, we can create an ebook." And I said, all right, so what would that look like? He said, look, we'll create 12 weeks and we'll just release it. And if the girls want to do it, then they can do it like a client. No worries. So we created the first ebook, thinking that we'll just keep it within, I guess, Australia. There was some Melbourne and Perth girls that were interested. That was basically it. It honestly just organically took off. People started sending in their transformation photos. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll post their transformation. We did that and it just honestly flew and it's become what it is. So that was January 2014. Mm-hmm. And where did it grow to within, you know, six, 12 months? So there were, then it was the demand for the app. So um, then there was 
2015, 2016, 2017, all the way up to now, there's just been the app. So the first app release was Sweat with Kayla. And then that was just me. And then the introduction of two other trainers and then it becoming Sweat. And now we have five trainers, seven programs, catering to women from all over the world. So that, it's just been incredible. How many users on the app at the moment? Um, there are, well, I can't say how many users, but I can say there's over like 30 million downloads of the Sweat app. So, yeah. So more than 30 million people in every millions corner millions of, of this world, potentially, yep. are working out with you. Yes. Does that blow your mind? Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not just me now, it's the other trainers as well, um, but it's just like so incredible. So incredible. Okay, let's so backtracking just a little bit again. So back to, you know, 2014, you've released the ebook. It's quite organically just gone bonkers. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you start taking your boot camps on the road. Yes. So what was the strategy behind the boot camps? Because they were free, right? They were free boot camps. Yeah, because we had the community, they were they were becoming friends on social media. I think that was also very a weird, touchy subject as well. People were becoming friends on social media. People didn't understand the whole don't trust someone on social media. You've never met them. So I was like, okay, let's try and bring the community together. Now, this was meant to be a small thing that we worked with a radio station on. I thought that 60 people were going to come. The first boot camp was in Sydney, I think we did, was 100. So I was like, okay, this is amazing, but there's 100 people and. I was on the stage. I remember I had a handheld mic with a cord trying to do burpees, putting the mic. It was just, it was hilarious. No signage, no nothing, just a little stage on the grass. And 100 people came. So I was like, all right, then we'll take it to the next state and there'll be 100 people. Then it was 600 people. Then it was 1,000 people. Then Sydney was 2,000 people and Perth was three or 4,000 people. I was like, what is going on? People are just getting on this, I don't know, this train. So we just kept doing it. It was just basically to bring the community together. And it was, it didn't, it was just a stage and some signage and me on a mic doing workout. It was awesome. But people were loving what they were getting. They were loving it. Absolutely. There's no expectations as well. When you pay for an event, you expect, I want a bag, I want a goodies bag, I want to free this, I want to free that. They just came there to work out. It was perfect. And so then you decide, okay, well, we can take this global. We can take our boot camps overseas and see what happens. Was that a daunting prospect to you or did you know that you were going to go over there and you know build it and they will come no no absolutely not so I we thought no we did we did not we thought we we went to the first place was London and that was when the radio station was like well obviously we're Australian radio station we can't work with you over there so you're sort of on your own so no one promoting it for you no we just did it ourselves yeah right so then me being me I was like okay we're in London where is the community in London there was no tracking at the time we're just going to do these boot camps. I was like, okay, no one's going to show up to this. This, we've hired out a hall. No one's going to show up. Again, free. So I'm like waiting in this back room and the girls are walking in and out from my team. They're like, it's okay. Like, it's all good. I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean there's 30 or does that mean there's 100? What's going on? I walked out. There was 2,000 girls, 2,000 girls in London. It's the best feeling in the whole world. You were quite emotional, right? I started crying. Okay. They were crying. I was crying. It was so embarrassing. I was like... <laughs> What what was what was the reason for all that emotion? They were crying. So I looked up and I just thought there'd be smiles, but the girls were crying that I was there. I, they came up to me after, which is the best bit. They've said, you know, you've changed my life, um, what you've done for me, and they told me their stories. But I looked at the crowd and there was just girls crying. So I was like, oh, great, now you're crying, now I'm crying, and then everyone was crying <laughs> and clapping. <laughs> 
so you go to London and you fork out all this money to travel there. You hire out this space, which I imagine wouldn't be cheap in no. the centre of London. No, wasn't. So you're outlaying a lot of money and not charging anyone no. for these boot camps. No, we just so is this just a major marketing strategy? Well, we, we didn't even expect. We we didn't go there. We're like, we weren't like, oh, look, we're going to go get this meeting. We're, we're, we weren't going there for a meeting. We are honestly just thinking – Again, we didn't realize how much it did yeah. cost, but it's fine. We we just kept doing it. Yeah, we're like we were making amazing um, progress with the eBooks and going into the app, and it was just natural for us to keep doing it, providing it for our, our clients. Some of the best pictures I've seen, I think, were you in the middle of Times Square with you know thousands of women rolling out their their, their mats yeah. in the middle of Times Square, the busiest square potentially in the world. And there's 20-something-year-old Kayla from Adelaide oh my God, I know. leading the world's biggest boot camp. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's been like such an incredible journey. I don't even notice like the numbers. I tr- sort of train – I know this sounds terrible. You sort of train the front row. When there's that many numbers, you're like, oh, no, like if I look up, I'm going to get so – because you're from Adelaide. Like I'm from Adelaide. So if I look up, I was like, no, this isn't real. So I'm just going to look at the front row, focus on the front row, and everyone was having a fantastic time. And then after is my favorite bit when I get to meet them. So you feel nervous up there on the stage? Oh, yeah. Before you get on the stage, of course. Like everyone's looking at you. They're like, oh. And they they love you so much. So there's my acid reflux. That was my pause just then. That was my acid reflux. <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome to pregnancy. Yeah, I know. They love you, like they love you, they love what you've done for so you just have to like keep that in your mind and back of mind and say, Look, they're here because they want to work out. They're here because they're here together and they're here to work out with me. So let's just give them the best time of their life right now. Mm. So yeah, nerves go away as soon as the music starts. So also on the on the marketing front, um, the before and after photos obviously have almost accidentally become probably um, your key strategy, I suppose. Um, Was it accidental or or was that something that you knew would sort of become a huge part of your success? Firstly, yes, it was completely, we'll call it accidental. Um, Because I was a personal trainer before, it was natural for me to upload transformations to showcase your clientele, but also to say, look, I'm a personal trainer. Here are the results. This That's just what personal trainers did. Um, so I was just doing a natural, what I, what I naturally do. And then it picked up and organically picked up. And we just thought, look, this is working. The girls are loving it. They're, they're not loving it because they're like, I want to look like that. They're like, that girl's from where I live. She eats the same foods that I do. Maybe I can train. And then they joined the community. So it's just, we just kept, go- we kept doing with it, kept, kept going with it, not doing with it. It was going sort of it. like a, a seeing is believing kind yeah. of mentality. Yeah. And um, body image obviously feeds in a lot to this industry that you're in. Um, and I know that you don't fa- focus on, on scales, right? Mm-mm. So what's the mentality behind that? Well, because working, if anyone's listened to this or anyone that's worked with weights, you'd know that you go and do weights for a year and you look, get on the scales and you're heavier. That's so, for a woman to look at the scales and try and, it's a number. It's not going to define your whole worth and how you feel and, and how you feel that day for the rest of your life. So I always say like, get rid of the scales. You focus on your progress photos, focus on how you feel. So the thing that I used to do with my clients before, I can't do it now, which we need to find a way to do it actually, like in the app, um, is to write down how you felt before training so I would sit down with my client and say look how do you feel right now and you would answer I feel unfit I feel not confident I don't like being naked in front of my partner things like this. these are these are things that women used to say to me and then in 12 weeks time I say how do you feel like oh I feel great like I have more energy like I think I look really good like little things like that so that was yeah what was important to me and you're having a little girl right yes so do you feel conscious already about how or of how you're going to 
create, I suppose, a positive sort of approach to body image and self-image for, for I'm a gonna, girl? Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing that my mum did. And I, it took me years, like years, 20 plus years to just think about this. But I said to Toby one day, do you know my mum has never put herself down? Never. My mum is, you wouldn't say she has the ideal body type. She is shorter than me. She's Greek, a Greek lady. She never wears makeup and she has never once said anything about her body. She's never called herself names. She might make a joke being like, oh, look, this top doesn't fit over my boozies or she'll make it like a Greek joke or whatever. But that's it. I've never heard. So I feel like if you don't hear it, you know, you can talk about it. She always used to say, as long as you feel good, as long as you're healthy. If you're healthy, I'm happy. She just So I'm going to just say the same things. And I'm not going to talk badly about my body. I don't anyway. So did that feed into your self-esteem as, as yeah. a kid? Were you always pretty confident, body confident? And- yeah, yeah. I never, when people used to say things about themselves, I used to think that was odd. I was like, oh, why are you saying that? I was like, no, I think you look nice. Like, oh, no, but this. They would always say, like, I'd say, oh, I like your dress. Like, oh, no, it's cheap. I'm like, wait, why are you saying that? Like my mum would never say that. She's like, thanks, it's from Target for $2. I got it on special. It's just such a, a natural female yeah, reaction, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Oh, no, no. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's like reflux, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just this, this natural instinct that we have to kind of put ourselves down Yeah. and, and sort of, you know, slink back into the, into the shadows a little bit. Yeah, to say that I'm not I'm – not, like the, they're afraid to be powerful. It's like, oh, I'm not powerful. I'm not, I'm not better than you. Like, and it's not it's like that you are. Like, just take the compliments. Say, thank you so much. Thank mm. you that you like my hair. Thank you that you like my dress. I think it looks great. It makes my eyes look nice. Like your eyes look beautiful today with your green. Like, do you know what I mean? So like things like that. She's wearing green, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. I quite like the green too. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. And people like they yeah. get taken back for a second. They're like, oh. And then you're like, no, wait. She doesn't love herself. She just, but actually, she does. Mm. Um, so the ebook has gone nuts, right? But I guess it's sort of a single download sort of format. So in terms it of is. growth, you, you you've sort of maybe hit a bit of a wall there because you can see that. People are only going to download that once. So, yep. so when do you start thinking about the app and and going bigger with the Bikini Body Guide? So, the in terms of downloads, what happened is two. Uh, one thing happened, and it was very good, and it was very bad. And the first thing that happened is that when we sent out the ebook, we sent it out in good faith. You download it, you keep it for yourself. You wouldn't, you know. No, of course, when you download an ebook and you love it, you send it to ten friends. Mm-hmm. So this 12, first twelve weeks went viral. Now, we didn't get 50 million people's worth of download. We, mm. we got 50. The world got those downloads because your friends would be like, look at this cool guy. I'll send it, I'll send it, I'll send it. Now, for us, we were devastated. We're like, oh, no, like people are sending the guide around. But then we're like, hold on a second. People, this is reaching people in Italy, in, in, in Greece, in America, that we've never been able to touch before and we couldn't with social media and they weren't following us yet. Then people started to hear about us. So when it came to the time of the app, People, this was a trusted brand already, and we didn't have to do the, that sort of advertising. We didn't have to do that sort of marketing. This is all Toby's field. Like this is just like this is what I'm hearing from. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the personal trainer. I'm the creator of the program. But yeah, we didn't have to do that um, as much. But that's interesting because that, and a lot of people will identify that. I guess that was kind of. Um, it probably felt like a mistake that you had made at first from a business perspective by giving away something that people could share without you benefiting from right. it. But then you see the opportunity in that, right? And you seize it and you go, okay, well, that may have been a mistake, but we can build on that now yeah, and, people love and make, it, make it an opportunity. Yep. Yeah. And so then with the, when the app came out, it was just people were like, right, we want the next weeks and we want more weeks after that and we want more content. So they're more inclined to download a trusted brand. Um, which was us, which is sweat, and it still is now. Mm. So, 
It's been great. Um, and so you and Toby obviously have built this together from mm-hmm. the start. You've gone through, you know, very early days of dating to very early days of co-founding a, a massive company, mm-hmm. now engaged and expecting your first child. So from a business perspective, how do you divvy up the responsibilities, I suppose? How do you each play to your strengths in that environment? So easily. So for us, um, we're both not good at the same thing. So I think people that in couples struggle when they're both, you know, they're both creative and they're both fighting with each other. But Toby is to place to his strength. I play to mine. He looks at me, he's like, I could, I get off the stage. He's like, I could never do that. Mm. He's like, I'm like super quiet. Like he couldn't get on stage. He gets on stage to introduce me and he like comes off sweating. He's like, I don't know how you do it. And then he'll manage a hundred stuff. And he's so cool, calm and collected when he's speaking to them. I was like, I could never stand in front. So we play to our strengths and it works so well. I don't step on his toes. He doesn't step on mine. It works perfect. Well, it obviously does because um, the app has been an enormous success. <laughs> yeah. what, what happened when you, I mean, the, the development stage, I suppose, probably would have been quite daunting. You know, we're talking about two trainers, two people from the fitness world who have to somehow all of a sudden wrap their heads around software and technology right. and and um, and things that are probably quite foreign to both of you. Yep. How did you go about that development stage? Well, so Toby's, I'll say Toby's very smart and he did a lot of research and he thought that he could build the app okay. by himself. Now that was a mistake and a waste of time. He was like, right, no, I can't do this. So we actually hired help um it was maybe one or two people um and the first version of the app which i don't i don't even think you even would have seen yeah it was just like there were so many things we needed to prove on so many things we didn't think about so many languages that we didn't think oh it's not translated or it doesn't have this button or it doesn't and we're like oh okay so you can't just put an ebook onto an app you actually need to have designers you actually need to have people that are developing so we actually ended up hiring a team so what happened on that day when you launched the oh, crash. initial no, crash. crash. Of course it's going to crash. There was so much interest. There was an influx of interest. So um, the server... Couldn't cope. It wasn't even that. It was just that things just didn't work. But And that's just what happens when you try and build an app by yourself. And people were really understanding. People emailed in and there was a lot of emails, but they're like, we understand. Yeah. Like, we know you and Kayla, you've done an amazing job. When will this be fixed? It was fixed within 24 hours with no sleep. I heard Toby say in another interview that, you guys received like 26,000 complaints, complaints or something. In literally 20, 24 hours. It was like, it wasn't complaints, it was emails. Yeah. It was just like, what? <laughs> and what is going on? Yeah. And we were like, we just had to send out an email saying, look, we're really sorry, we're working on it. Like, that's our first app. Um, and like seven days later, right? You couldn't do that you, now, yeah. though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you couldn't do that in 2019. You release an app and it needs that. You would have had a team. You would have, this was all new. And it, people were freaking out that there was a fitness app. So when, when was this launch? When did this happen? 2015. Okay, the Sweat launch was 2015. This, yeah. Remember, this was Sweat with Kayla. Sweat with Kayla, the yes. first. And so it was um, on me as well. Yeah. There was no other trainer. It's all your name. Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. me. So I was like, oh my God, please someone fix this. This is on me. It looks like I can't build an app. And I was like, I really can't build an app. They know I can't do that. Yeah. So um, yeah, we ended up making, we had to make some posts. And yeah, again, it was a long, a long time ago. But we've done it now. It's it's fine. And so seven days later or whatever it was, you know, you've rejigged the app, you've re-released Sweat with Kayla. And then they loved it. And then it's just the sky's the limit from yes. there, right? And then we hired more help and um, an actual entire team, to be honest, um, who still work for us now. Yeah. And this has been incredible. They've just learnt so much and we've learnt so much. 
you're still based out of Adelaide, Adelaide with this. Do you guys ever think about moving overseas or moving into state? No. So many requests and it's always going to be no. Toby, if he hadn't met me and had done the same thing, he perhaps may have. Not me. Not my family. I can't leave my family. You're so close, aren't you? So, oh, my God. This reflux. <laughs> I am so – because you can't hear my reflux. Can you no, know? I can't I, hear I'm just, it. No. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just pausing and it, looking at you. Funny. It looks like you're about to cry. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've really upset we her with the family it. thing. We something. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I can't leave my family. I'm so close to my family. My parents, my sister and my grandparents. Um, even my godfather. Like, I'm just so close with them. I can't. Mm-mm. Do you think that – mentality has fed into your business mentality you know when 100%. you talk about Kayla's army and building that community. community yeah because I wanted people to feel that and that was the biggest learning and that's why we did those boot camps because after when I met them they're like I never had a family and this is family to me and I came here today with no one and I've left with five friends like I've never had this before in my life I told Toby and he comes from a small family he's like you don't get your family's odd I'm like what do you mean odd he's like you're you guys are so close like you have such a sense of community that not many people have um and it comes through in your community where you want everyone to be friends he's like we're like outlaying this cost to, mm. for you but you, you but you want it so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do your thing and I was like yeah because it grew like and that's what grew our business and that's what makes it strong today so mm. and when did sweat from Kayla go to the sweat app as we in know the, it in today. The year, in the year. Within a year yep. it evolved that much. Yep. So within a year of of the app having just you and your workouts, it's now kind of and I know Toby's described it as kind of a, a Netflix for fitness yeah. app. So you can pick and choose the trainer or the workout right. that like you, you want. You would pick yeah. and choose a movie, you would pick and choose a TV show. You'd be able to have so Netflix being the host and Sweat being the host, then there is the programs within that that you that you watch or that you train the the trainers that you train with. Um. So yeah. So five trainers, seven programs now. Yeah. And this it will only grow. And you mentioned earlier you've had what thirty million downloads of the app. Um. You know, I think last year you were on track for a hundred million dollars in revenue from the app alone. Um. It's it's gone bonkers. You're still in your twenties, <laughs> aren't you? So, so when you look back on how quickly that has grown, can you can you actually wrap your head around that? Are you still trying to figure out how it's gone from A to B to Z <laughs> in such a sp- short space of time? Do you know what? Like, it's hard to explain because we did everything in house. Because I can see it in real time. Because we don't. It's not like another company is helping us or another. We're sort of like we're working so hard for it. So everything that we achieve, we celebrate and we can foresee what's happening next. Um, I think that like people who outsource everything, they see their company grow. They're like, oh, my God, it's grown so big and I had no idea. We've worked so hard for it mm. and we will continue to work so hard for it. It's not It's not like we're working hard for us. We're working hard for our community. Um, so, yeah, we'll just continue to let it grow. It's such a busy market, a noisy market it is. these days, though. It's 2019 and... You know, there are so many fitness experts out there putting, you know, various apps and guides and things out there on the market. How, how do you stand out? Why do you stand out in that very crowded market? We we have a niche market, but it's so big. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not many fitness apps out there that cater just for women. There's not many fitness apps out there that have really thought about how a woman feels. So we there's so much, there is so much research research that goes behind the scenes in this app. We don't just put content in an app. Nothing is sort of accidental. And I, no. and I know the first time I met you was at the Cosmopolitan Woman of the Year Awards and you won the award that year. And I remember 
being so impressed by your humility, but also surprised by it because everyone was talking about Kayla Itzinus. Everyone was talking about the bikini body guide really? and the success around it. I think it. I cried. Didn't I you cry? cried. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I don't know why I have this award because Delta Goodrum's sitting there looking at me. I'm like, yeah. she's up for the same award and I just won it. I was like, I'm so sorry. But I think that that surprise, you were, you were sort of stunned by this attention that you were receiving. And that is, I think, a really big part of what has probably endeared you to so many people in your community, just how natural and, and grounded you are um, in spite of all of that attention and all of that success. Um, yeah, well, is, is, that, is that, you know, where it comes from? Is that, yes. that grounding from your family? Yes, 100% from my family. They love me. They they will congratulate me. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you that my mum always says she's so proud of me, but it's not the talk of the town. Um, okay, so let's go back. Just touching on your on your family side of things too, and I know that you and Toby both came from pretty humble beginnings, right, and very modest upbringings. Mm-hmm. So then to be named together on the Financial Review Young Rich list, right, and, you know, they're saying that together you guys are worth half a billion dollars or something totally out of this world. What does wealth mean to both of you? Family. I've literally answered this a thousand times. I said it to Toby. He asked me this question. He's like, what does wealth mean to you? And I said, you know what? If you lose everything, if you take away money, if you take away Instagram and Facebook, if you take away social media from me, I'm happy. I have been happy my whole life. Like I have never had a complaint about my family. Kids used to come to school and say, my dad and my mom did. I just looked at them weird. I was like, what? Like my mom does everything for us. My wealth comes from the happiness of myself, my partner and my family. That's literally, that's all I care about. So was this concept of building a giant, you know, global fitness empire, was that part of your drive? Was Mm. that ever part of the plan? No. (laughs) I think that's why it's done so well because it was never like – when people do things for for, for, to seek money, to seek that financial whatever it is, it becomes, I guess, even sometimes unmotivating and then they stop. I loved personal training from 2009. I loved personal training from when I was born. I knew that this was what I was going to do. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be, I wanted to, oh my God, I wanted to mow lawns because my dad would mow the lawn and people would be like, your lawn's beautiful. So I was like, I was really little. I was like three. I was like, I want to mow lawns and make people happy. My mum's like, I'm so, she came up to me like a few years ago. She's like, I'm so glad you're not a lawn mower. (laughs) I was like, you. I said, I was like a gardener. She's like, no, you said lawn mower. I was like, oh wow. And she's like, and your cousin wanted to be a shopping centre. I was like, I can't do family. But you, you had already tapped into that kind of um, that psyche or, or that approach to just wanting to make people happy and yeah, I just to give them happy. something that they enjoyed. Yep, that's exactly and right. And there is a lot of joy in a freshly cut lawn. That's right. That's 100% right. <laughs> my garden, so Greek. You, you have such a positive um, approach to everything. And, you know, I've seen you, you know, uh, tackle things head on when you were called out recently over, you know, your pregnancy routine and your exercise. And, you know, you explain that you're doing everything under the guidelines of a doctor and you're, you're peeling everything back. And you obviously have... Um, no qualms approaching those things and just setting the record straight. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, everything you do is so positive. Your image is so positive. But, you know, no one in this world can solely attract 
positive headlines. You know, there are occasionally negative things. So how how do you deal with that and how do you cope with that? Do you think sometimes when there is a negative headline, is it better to ignore it and just not feed it any oxygen or do you like to tackle things head on? I mean, it depends what it is. I think like, like first and foremost with anyone, if you love what you do, you know what you're talking about and it's actually realistic, it's when it becomes unrealistic that things that you say are unrealistic or you don't know what you're talking about or you're not an expert is when you start hating the headlines. I look at some headlines that, or not even headlines, maybe comments like on Instagram, she looked better before. Are you allowed to do that? Yep. I'm very balanced. I'm very realistic. I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this for years. So yeah, no, I'm, I have a really honest approach to it and we have a really good relationship with most people mm. and they know that like even if they say something about me and then they research about me they're like oh right she doesn't actually mm. promote no carb she doesn't promote lifting heavy weights while pregnant she doesn't do those things she's just very realistic and balanced I'm very Greek Adelaide home yeah. life <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're at the point now uh, February 2019 when we're doing this interview and you have the number one downloaded fitness app in like 57 countries or something right yeah, something <laughs> so how do you go bigger than that what's next for sweat look I sat down with one of the guys from data he's like do you know that if you just translate the app in these countries and for example like the Indian market, mm-hmm. um, Japan, Taiwan. Like, but he's like, there's literally like this many billion women that really want to do it, but they don't have. And anyway, it was like, oh, there is just so much opportunity to help more women. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, all right, we've reached the peak. Here it is. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not all about just Australia and America and um, some European countries. It's literally there is so many other countries in the world that we're able to help. Um, so it's just going to get bigger from here. Hoping that there are more trainers that specialise in their fields that we're able to mm-hmm. um, introduce. And um, there's a whole new market for me as well. So it'll be good. In pregnancy workouts as well? Is that I a- think so. Like I think definitely in pregnancy education, um, just, to, just to even start off with, like seeing an active pregnancy mm-hmm. is like very different for people right now. So I think this is, even that, just show, showcasing that is important. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you look down the lens of the next decade, for example. How, how old are you today? 27. 27. And how yeah. old's Toby? 20. Oh, no. He's 26. 26. Okay. Ah, oh, you got a year on him. I know. Here you go. <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm like, respect your elders. Nothing, like, Be quiet. nothing wrong with that. So you're still in your late 20s. So let's let's take you to your late 30s. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you see the company being then? And where do you see yourselves being then? Um, I would love to be like legitimately global with the, the amount of reach and helping women. Um, obviously personally, like with two or three kids, oh, yeah. um, but let's like, look, whatever the universe gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the company, I see it just growing and growing and being able to work with amazing companies, um, side by side, like Instagram and, and Apple and things like that. It's just going to help. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. They're amazing companies. Do you have to keep an eye on your your competitors because it's becoming such a busy market? No one's well, – I, I don't feel like anyone's really doing exactly what we do yeah. just yet. Um, we are, again, like I said, targeted just for women, um, very specific with our training, very specific with our trainers. We do have just personal trainers, mm. not influencers or um, – models or whatever it is that um, people can can put on. Um, so we're just making sure that we are elite. We are the 
we are the best mm. um, in, in not in terms of what we look like, just in terms of the, the education that we give around health and fitness. Mm. I wonder if there's some advice um, or experience you could share with other women who are listening who might be trying to break through, you know, that that initial or those initial first steps in their own business or their own startup. Well, you know we don't have funding though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. so I'm just making sure that so you, know you that. Uh, So you've built everything on your own. So, yes. And that's yeah. why I think you probably bring s- some interesting experience to other women who are wanting to start up their own company because you've done it all on your own yeah. without having to go and say, please, please, sir, can I yeah. have some more, you know? Yeah. So so what would you, uh, how would you advise other women to, to go about building their own brand, building their own startup and building their own business? So do you know before how we were talking about how women tend to put themselves down? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that I would wish that women would stop doing. It doesn't matter if you're talking to a man or a woman, as soon as you start to put yourself down, oh, well, it's not that great. Like it's not ready. It's not finished yet. Mm. It's not, it's, I'm not saying this, I'm saying this, not men do it as well. I'm just saying this because I work with women. They need to be confident. They need to be not afraid of being powerful. They need to make sure that they believe in what they're doing. They need to be passionate in what they're doing. And once you are those things, people take you so seriously. You need to take yourself seriously first. I take myself very seriously. Yeah, we have a conversation and we'll laugh. I mean, in front of someone, whether it be a man or a woman, I take myself very seriously. Um, I don't take a compliment very well. They'll say, your app is amazing. I'll say, thank you so much. Hmm. I know. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And what we've done is fantastic and we'll continue to grow. We'll continue to do this. Be powerful with what you're saying. And people respect that. People take you very seriously. It's when we start saying, oh, no, 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 you know. You've got to own your strength. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, it's funny, just sitting out there in the office, I was talking to all the, the women around the desk and everyone was sharing their story about doing the, the Kayla Itzinus oh, <laughs> bikini really? body <laughs> guide. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you probably get a real kick out of that still hearing that everywhere you go. Yeah, it's so cool. It's amazing. One of the ladies stopped me yesterday. I was at lunch with the girls and um, yeah, she stopped me. She had a baby. She said, you changed my life. And she said, my my... I want actually. I don't want to say her Instagram name. My Instagram name is blah. I want to Instagram. She doesn't. She just follows one person. She just follows you. <laughs> yeah, she just made Instagram just to just to follow keep you. herself. No, just keep herself accountable. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was just thinking maybe she has like you know two hundred or three hundred followers. No, she just doesn't do anything with it. She just literally keeps it accountable and said I changed her life. I was like, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. That's and so nice. That's what drives you. Yeah, a hundred percent every day, every day. Uh, we were also talking about how. Epic, your uh, engagement party. Oh my God, absolutely. That was so amazing. I mean, how do you up the ante now for a wedding? Where do you go to next? I told Toby on the night, I said, should we get married? Like, this is, this is, this is let's it. get married. Let's just do that now. He's like, no, 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 I want a wedding. Look, the wedding has gone from one extreme to the other. It's gone from, all right, we'll take 10 family members to Greece and we'll get married in Greece. And then the family in Greece were going to fly over and then everyone wanted to fly over. And I was like, all right, no, that's too much. Okay, let's go to Sydney. Sydney's beautiful. Oh, no, no, we'll go to Adelaide. Then we'll just do it in Adelaide. Then we'll fly the family from Greece over to Adelaide. And then it became, all right, that's it. I'm sick of this. Mm. <laughs> I think that's why Toby threw the engagement party. <laughs> yeah. So at least you could celebrate yeah, while like, you figure out what's next. We need to celebrate something, yeah. Well, you've got the baby to look forward to. What's the, what's the due date? Um, It's going to be the end. Well, I don't know. So let's just say the end of let's first weeks of May. Okay. So, I don't want to say when, because you know, like some people, like yeah. they got 37 weeks, of course, my friend went at 37 yeah. weeks and my other friend went at 41 and a bit weeks. I was like, oh God, that's just, that's so much. Well, you don't have long to go on that front. So you've got no. that to enjoy. And I'm going to say around about 12 weeks to go. And then maybe focus on the wedding after that. But you've yeah. got so much 
professionally and personally. And it's so nice to catch up with you, you Thank know, a you. few years after I first met you and and you were already this huge deal um, with the beginnings of Sweat with Kayla. And now you've just gone to a level that, you. you know, I don't know if you ever imagined it, but it's um it's just so impressive oh, and, um, and really a great privilege to be able to pick your brain and chat to you and to be able to launch our Future yes. Women series with you too. Congratulations so, on this as well. This is going to be amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank well, you for listening. Stay tuned for some more. Thank you so much for coming in and all the very best with uh, with Barb and wedding and yes. whatever lies next with uh, with your business. Thank you so much. Pleasure. See you soon. Thank you. Huge thanks to the lovely Kayla for joining Future Women and congratulations, Kayla and Toby have since welcomed their little girl, Anna, into the world. Happy, healthy and probably already smashing burpees like a champion. I'm Sylvia Jeffries. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. Give us a rating if you're on iTunes. And if you really enjoyed this chat, then please go ahead and leave a review while you're there. This podcast was brought to you by AIA, supporting Australians to live healthier, longer, better lives. AIA Insurance for life, health and well-being. This production was produced by Dan McHugh. Thanks for listening. See you next week.